Welcome to another episode of the Elevated Barbers Podcast. My name is Bradford Kelly, also known as the business-minded barber, owner of Another Level of Barbering, and the proud co-host of the one, the only Elevated Barbers Podcast. And I'm here with... This is Delmar, aka The Prince, owner of Royal Lux Grooming, and the co-host of the one and only Elevated Barbers Podcast. Let's start the show. So as we told you last week, we are going to bring back our very special guest. And no, it's not the one that you see on the screen to my right or to your left. It's the one that's not on stage right now. His name is Lasana, coming straight to you from Wakanda. Bring him on. <laughs> What's going on, Prince T'Challa? What's going on, y'all fellas, man? What it do, what it do, what it do? Man. We back. We yes, are uh, back. Me back, and the pressed on hair of, of uh, Omar Epps is looking good. <laughs> we <laughs> we do hey, Thank you, Charlie Villanueva. <laughs> Andres, no. if you could find a picture of, of uh, Charlie Villanueva, pull him up on the screen. <laughs> if you can find a, uh, a low cut Wesley Snipes, pull that one up too. <laughs> hey, man, I've been cracking these jokes since last week. We ain't even leave. We've been here since last week. They've been cracking jokes. Oh, man. No, his, he got a real good spray paint line, and I don't want to knock that. We going to keep that going, he, man. He, he just mad because you can't spray paint nothing up there. It won't look right. I look just like you. Nah. You like, <laughs> put some Indian. You going to look like Morris Chestnut on uh you gonna look like Morris Chestnut on that movie where he spray painted his head. He ain't have nothing up top. Oh, I don't remember that. Good hair just shine like a wave cap. That's right. Man. He got Good satin hair. hair. <laughs> Y'all crazy. He hate <laughs> no, I'm a he hate Come on, man. Start the show, man. Start I the can't, show. I can't live my life the way you live your life. I can't do it. I appreciate what you got going on over there. That's right. I got hair enough for both of us. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Lasana, we said we had to bring you back. You are the very first um, guest that we've had that had back-to-back shows. Man, how are you even feeling about that? Hey, man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling like I'm a part of history. You are, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I'm part of history for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're growing and developing as a Elevated Barbers podcast, man. But it's nothing without the guests that we have um, and the content that you all bring. Uh, we know that. And it's it's uh, it's an honor for us to have you. I mean, Delmar would speak the same about you. The, the things that we spoke about last night, just through the struggles of becoming a business owner, thinking like a business owner, trying to start projects and it didn't work, trying to, you know, navigate through um, struggle and then also being able to reap the rewards of your success and being able to start your own shop and have the different things that you have at this point. And then on top of that, we was blessed with your second. No, is it your first child? Second child? He he came and he blessed us with his appearance, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my second one with little man. Yeah, yeah. Little man yeah came man. he blessed us. He blessed himself with his appearance. He said, I'm boy, here. He busted the wide open, too, boy. And said, right. Yeah. But he said, what's next? Yeah, man. <laughs> but it was good to have him as well as you on for the last episode, man. So we want to just continue um, the conversation that we were having last week. And there's a variety of different ways that we could start the show. But I want to start the show, if you're okay with it, Lasana, just with talking about probably one of the goals that you have for this year. We're in 2024. We are moving forward in this um, in this year. And I mean, January is almost gone. 
<laughs> we 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 already one month in fully yeah. almost and your 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 uh business is only going to grow as far as your mind and we know that right just from experience being in different classes we talked about the class that we took with uh Israel Wright uh we we've we've done some things so for you and Delmar man like what are you guys what are some of the things that you guys are trying to achieve this year what are you looking forward to in in 2024 we all trying to get some more yeah 100 hey, hey that's that's a good question man but what you just said in the end what we're trying to do in 2024 we're trying to get some more yeah i don't know if you realize you said that but my pastor he just said the same thing on sunday he kind of put that in the sermon in oh, 2024, really? we want some more, you know, so, <laughs> it man, so I just caught that when you said that, though, man. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good question, man. What are my goals in 2024? Man, man, man. So I kind of got <clears throat> got through writing down my goals with well, some of my goals uh, just yesterday uh, nice. for 2024. But really, man, my mindset now is really just on um, execution. Yeah. Executing everything because I can easily slip into the mode of being creative, 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 create things, be so into the things and submerge into the things that I create that it only becomes a creation and it only exists in my mind or maybe just a couple steps ahead. So this year, man, I'm really in like an execution mode. Yeah. But I realized that that's going to take me eliminating or learning how to deal with fear, mm. learning how to address my, learning how to address my fears, learning how to address my, myself, um, my self limitations. Yeah. That's one thing I really, really dealt with in 2023 was self limit, self limitations, self doubt, um, not feeling like I was smart enough or new enough or couldn't speak well enough. So all those, plus a whole lot of other things, I'm sure we're going to get into that, you know, when it comes to my 2023, but, uh, I dealt with a lot of things last year that paralyzed me. Yeah. You know, in business. So in 2023, I'm working on my goals, but I'm really focusing on um, execution. A couple of days ago, so I got this thing in my mind right now. It's called the one month year. Mm. I know that sounds crazy. That sounds mm. far fetched, but it's a, it's a, it's a one month year. And what I'm doing is I'm writing down everything that I plan on executing within the month of January. Now it's not a whole 365 days list of things that I hope to lead in January, but it's a list of things that I'm putting on paper that I hope to start on and just get the ball rolling with. Yeah. Kind of like a, uh, like a, like a, like a, kind of like a domino effect, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I got a few things li listed, like number one. So last year at the, the last quarter of last year, at the end of last year, uh, I'm creating the training. It's called Barber Client Relation. Mm. And it is going to, it's already written out and everything, but this month I'm actually going to put it in action. So I'm doing that, the Barber Client Relation. I'm also taking that same training to different barber shops, to different barber schools in the area, just so I can train and teach barbers on how to conduct themselves in a barber shop and how to form long lasting effective relationships with their clients. Yeah. And also within the barber shop, within my shop, 
Um, we're doing training this month also. But all these things are going to stretch out throughout the year. These are things that I'm going to put in motion and repeat throughout the year. Just to build, just to accelerate, and just to uh, progress. Man, that is beautiful, yeah. bro. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I really got to put these things in action. So that's my plan. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy because I just um, I just came across like a short or a reel from David Shands from the um Oh yeah from Social, Social Proof, Proof podcast. podcast. Yeah. And uh you know he has a seg he has like another the hot seat. Huh? The hot seat. Yeah, the hot seat. The hot seat, bro. Yeah. Like that that seat be hot for real. Yeah. You know, it'd be hot. But um he was I think he was talking to a young guy. Like it was just a snippet. And um they were talking about what do you pride yourself on? Mm-hmm. And he, David, he said that he used to always pride himself on his ideas. Yeah. And his great ideas. You wanna talk to me? We're gonna brainstorm, we're gonna do this, that, and the third. And he pride himself on his idea and on his creativity. But but he said he had a plateau with that, but now he mm. prides himself in execution. Yeah. He said, look at what I built. Then he started going into the things he built and he said, that's what I pride myself on. Yeah. You and know, man? So my big thing now is just moving the needle and uh, just having progress in my business, man. Like, I have to do it. Yeah. I have to do yeah. it. I need to do it. So that's what's going on right now. That's beautiful, bro. I got so much to say on that to, to add value to what you're saying, man. That was beautiful. But go ahead, D. I know I actually the question too so what's your thoughts yeah, I'm kind of like uh, Lasana, man. I, I guess I have a, a kind of a one month year thing going on, too, where, um, you know, every every month personally and business wise, I'm tackling something and it's really about execution. I just dropped a video a couple of weeks ago saying that, you know, I'm just starting to get back into my stride. Um, You know, last year was kind of not really up and down, but, you know, still was you know, mentally dealing with the loss of my mom from, you know, almost two years ago now. And you know, I felt like I wasn't really truly myself all the way. I still was, you know, trying to wash my face, take care of business things, but also dealing with some personal stuff too. Yeah. And I started catching my stride towards the end of last year. And I feel like I'm, you know, a lot more focused, uh, clearer thinking now in each month, like Lasana said, is something that I want to tackle, something I want to execute and then move on to the next month. And then it, you know, even if in the current month, I don't get everything taken care of that I want to just roll it over to the next month and, you know, tell myself it's okay. Cause I'm, I'm a real hard critic on myself. Like if I don't get it done, it's like the end of the world for me. But also I'm also learning to give myself grace and be patient with myself because that's something I've never been with myself. If, if I don't, get it executed I just feel like I failed and that's not necessarily true and you can call yourself to crash mentally because you know you're just not giving yourself that that grace and that patience you know we we do that for other people at least I do I know you know Brad and Lasana might you know we're patient with other people especially in this industry you have to be patient with you know your clients your customers but the biggest person that you should be patient with is yourself you have to allow yourself room to grow and change and also make error so yeah. um this this is a year of focus for me. Um, I'm trying to seek out some passive income opportunities, where it's, whether it's an affiliate program or, um, you know, just some things I have lined up. But this is definitely a year of focus and growth. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm with y'all, man. I'll share some of my goals, too. Um, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on with it. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think what both of you guys were saying um, is so key 
for, I think, so many people as well. Just you think about your life and you think about where you've kind of come from, come to and where you're trying to go. You have to be able to have some type of goals that's going to lead you somewhere. And one of the things that is leading me is the future that I want to see for myself. Um, I was listening to something recently where they were talking about the five different types of things that really have an impact on a person's mind and an impact on a person's uh, progression through life. And one of them had to do with environment. Another one had to do with trauma in their life. Another one had to do with um, their perception of things, just how they view things. Um, but one of them had to do with their future and their future being something that that pulls them, that has a real effect on them. And so many different times, a lot of people, they're impacted so much by their past that they live there and they, they let their mm -hmm. past lead them um, instead of really letting their future that they want lead them. And so what I'm hearing from both of you is that you guys have things in your future that you're you're going after. And and that's the same with anybody that is going to be successful. You, you have to be going after something. If you're just working in the barbershop, you're just working and you're just cutting hair and there's no goal in mind. To me, that's the difference between working uh, hard work versus working hard. So mm -hmm. hard work is you just doing the labor and you're trying to get the money, but there's no intent behind it. It's just I need to wow. cut the hair. And I need to do the work. And so you're just going to focus yeah. on doing hard work. But when you learn how to work hard or when you start to learn how to what working hard really means, it means that you're going somewhere. It has a focus. It has a direction. It has a destination that you're trying to reach, because when you start to really learn how to work hard, you'll really find out how to work smart. And when you start to learn how to work smart, you learn how to work less. And when you start to learn how to work less, you'll eventually figure out how to work none and still get paid because that's a directional focus versus just looking at how to fade better, how to which the next clippers I need to get for whatever mm -hmm. I'm trying to do. You're not focused only on the service of your business. You're focused on the growth of it. So you know how to work hard versus just learning how to do hard work. It's a different mindset. Right. So um, these are some of the things that um, I'm, I'm more so learning how to express because I've learned how to live it, but I'm trying to learn how to express it. And so that's how come I've been getting into teaching, Lasana, even more. You know, you've been through some classes that I've taught in the past where I've spoken about, it could have been uh, with Ivan Zoot where I was doing uh, promotions and, and uh, client retention, or I was doing like the 10 principles for elevation. I did that. Then I did the house of barbering and I was truly trying to show how people show how to become stable in the barbering industry. But now my focus is on helping barbers truly eliminate their limits. So when you were speaking about that kind of stuff, I was just like, bro, like, are you giving me an alley-oop right now? Because that's that's my next class and it's going to be a free webinar, but it's on how to become a ceilingless barber. And you have to be able to focus on the limits that you have so that you can remove them so that you can grow as much as you want. But if you're completely focused on doing uh, the, the hard work, you'll never really understand the ceilings that you have. You never really understand the limits that are internal as well as external. And that's what that class is going to be about on January 29th is, is just really how to remove these limits so that you can really become a ceilingless barber. Like I want that phrase to catch on. Like how do I take the ceiling off my income? How do I remove the ceiling from my potential? Because as barbers, we're locked in mentally already with a ceiling. We mm -hmm. think that this is one way that we're going to be able to make money. We're going 
gonna cut hair until we win the game and that's really you getting played by the game you don't realize the game that you're actually in you're you have to learn how to become a owner of your own future but if you're focused on just how to dribble the ball then you'll never learn how to run the game itself so i i know that was a lot but it's a passion yeah, I like of mine. That. yeah it's a yeah. passion of mine right now to okay. just really help barbers in particular take the ceiling off like learn how to take the ceiling off because once you do that man the sky is the limit and that's what we're trying yeah. to do right that's what we in here yeah. for like we in here yeah. for we in here we trying to make money we care about our families like you know it's we're a long time away from just cutting hair just because we love to cut hair like that's still good but if you want to be able to provide for your child if you want to be able to um, provide for your significant other if you're trying to be able to one day have time back because you understand that in this industry you got to give up time to get good to get yeah. a uh, to get your clientele up you have to give that time up but at a certain point you're gonna want that time back but you ain't gonna want to lose the money that it took <laughs> that you make it from the time that you're putting in but if you're not right. careful you'll be sacrificing the life you want to live with the people that you love and the things that you want to do because the life that you are that you have to live to create that life is behind the chair and you won't really mm. see how to disconnect your time from your money making. And if you can't disconnect that, then you're going to be stuck and it's going to be, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get, uh, you're going to just feel so much pressure because you want to live this life, but you can't because you chained to your chair. And, and I've been through all of that mentally. Yeah. Talk about it. For what, real. Fellas, I want to ask you a question. While, while I'm sorry I'm I ranted on that, man. I went off. So no, I, no, you're good. good. You just triggered a thought. Man, you good. triggered a thought of mine. What's the most powerful thing that we own as human beings? Man, you're not going to give no clarity to that question? What do you mean? What's the most powerful what's the most powerful thing that we own as human beings say our body i would say our minds our mind yeah. and to, to what you said brad we can't unlock our potential unless we unlock our mind yeah mm-hmm. it starts it all starts with the mind yeah and anything that we do starts with the mind and that's it's you you hear that so many different ways man from so many different people um it's about the mind like the mind is the it's the single best and worst thing that we have possession of yeah it's crazy yeah, it could be your it could be your best friend it could be your worst enemy it yeah. really can really can and yeah now this i'm gonna i'm gonna give a sneak peek um of some of the biggest internal limitations that we all have and these are the things that stop us because it's how we perceive them has nothing to do with the reality of them but this is some of the stuff that i'm gonna go into in the class but you mentioned one of them man is fear right mm-hmm. the way that you perceive fear is going to limit what you can do in this industry and in your life the way that you perceive fear the way that you perceive insecurities like these are things that are inside of you that you feel like you need validation of but if you don't know how to perceive those the right way because we all have them like if you fake it and act like you mm-hmm. ain't got no insecurities and you lie to yourself and everybody around else around you but the yep. people that can understand their insecurities are the ones that can change your life the people that um, are not striving for excellence and they only go for mediocrity, all right? They only are doing enough to get by. This mm-hmm. is a huge limit because you're just trying to exist. You're not trying to grow. You're not trying to achieve. And anytime you get in that, you're going to be limited. Um, self-ignorance, the things that you don't know mm-hmm. about yourself, on, that, that's huge, man. 
It's 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 so big because you you think that you don't know what your potential is. You haven't even taken the time to invest in learning you who you are, what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. That's a big limit. Um, even uh, your perception of time. So many people act like they're busy. Even myself, like I have to catch myself and I'd be like, man, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have enough time. And it's like, mm, no, nah, you waste, you waste a lot mm-hmm. of time. And you don't calculate it as wasted time because you're busy, but you're not busy. You're unproductive and it's different. And you have to be able to notice this stuff. But, um, and the last thing is even money. The way people perceive money is a huge limit, huge limit. So many people won't invest in themselves because they see it as a cost and they don't realize that you're supposed to get a return on your investment. You're over here holding it in your pocket and it's not doing nothing for you. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to understand some of these internal um, limits that you have and understand how to overcome them. Because once you do, you'll be able to overcome even the external limits that you may have that I'll share in the class. But I just wanted to give that because when you start started talking about all of the limits that you notice yourself and running into Lasana in 2023, a lot of them was most likely in your mind. A lot of them was what you believed about yourself, what you believed other people were going to think. And I, I'm suffering from the same thing too. I'm like, man, it's time to level up. Like I can't just be having so much stuff in my mind and never executing. And this is for yeah. barbers all across the nation, all across the world. You got so much in your mind that you want to do, but are you letting it stay in your mind? You're not putting it out in a way that people can can pay you for it, really. You got to get yeah. yourself, you got to get the value that you have within. You got to get it out so that people can um, can compensate you for the value that you have. And it's not just you cutting hair. It's not just you fading and, and putting enhancements and doing a facial. Like that's, that's the hard work. You got to learn how to work hard and get you going somewhere specific. All right, I'm done. That's it. That's it. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Taking notes, man. For real. I, I see. It's, this might be the first guest that we've ever had taking notes. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even see that. You was taking yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah, I got my pen. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, bro. Nah, that's some real gems right there. And mm. it helps me. It helps anybody to... <laughs> Do some self reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're hum- if you're a barber, if you're human, you can't help but to do some self some self reflection when you hear stuff like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So got to. Yeah. And man. it's still early in the year, so you know, make all the changes that you need to make now. Like, you know, don't don't carry over twenty twenty three into twenty twenty four. It's a completely different year. Yeah. hundred percent. And don't carry January into February. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I really hope that those that watch this episode. I hope that you tap into the to the webinar. It's free. It's a free webinar. How to become a sunless barber. So can you plug it? Like, are you gonna be able to plug it? Yeah, so I'm gonna have get this information up. Yeah, I'm gonna have Andres put it in the video um here. Okay. But yeah, man, it's gonna be a, a super good webinar. So uh, I'm I'm super excited about that one, man. I'm, I'm super looking forward excited. to it. Yeah, can we January get a date? 29th, January 29th okay. at uh 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So it's like 8 p.m. y'all time, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's only gonna be one hour. It's gonna be a hot hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too. Yeah, norm, normally I I know I'm a little long winded, but uh, I'm I'm learning how to cut things uh, short and be clear and be concise so that it's easily received and easily. Uh, 
implementable. When I try to do too much explanation and giving parables and analogies and stuff like that, sometimes it's hard to implement the information. Mm-hmm. But um, my whole focus is uh, action-based learning this year. So anything that I produce is going to be action-based learning, things that you can take from what I'm given and you can go do something about it immediately. And that's the that's the focus that I have for the rest of this year. Man, yeah, it's good, definitely man. a year of investing, man. man. Yeah. Definitely a year of investing because you uh you know, people pay for knowledge and you know, that's one of the most valuable things in the world is knowledge. People go to seminars free or paid and they get knowledge to help them grow in their life either personally or you know with their business yeah. so definitely looking forward to both of y'all you too Lasana. yeah because I'm, I'm hearing so uh Lasana, can you explain some of your journey into what you're trying to um give to the barbering space uh, mm-hmm. what is how has your journey brought you to this part where you are now available to teach others and give them value yeah 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 so basically how did my journey get to this point of me you know wanting to teach and share value is that the question yeah oh man it honestly man i think it's something that's that's already been in me uh before barbering um so yeah i know i i come from a liberian background yeah. and uh my family you know i'm the son of two immigrants from uh, west africa liberia so if y'all know anything about you know african culture um education is everything you mm-hmm. know especially from the fathers education 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 man um yeah. usually african parents they want you to be a doctor a lawyer this down the third somebody successful so growing up i didn't i didn't want to be none of that but i really idolized my father uh man my father man uh long live my father he's actually uh buried in liberia right now on the school campus on yeah. the college campus you know that's where his memorial is so he was he was deep into education um he was a he was a i can go through a deep deep dive into you know our our family bloodline because my dad comes from a small village uh Mm -hmm. in liberia and um as a young child he was taken from that village and uh he was placed on under somebody else's care where he was able to get schooling get education my father didn't know how to read or write you know at a young age but um he was able to learn these things uh from a young age and he was able to go back to his village and take family members one by one and um take them to go get an education wow yeah mm. so like the rich the original the original well so i i never met my father's uh mother my my grandmother okay um she had mental illnesses that she dealt with so when my dad was young he was he was he was adopted and placed under somebody else's care but in african culture we adopt within the family you know we adopt within the family so um he was taken to a slightly bigger city and uh you know he was educated and as he grew up he was able to go back to his village and take people one by one to get education and uh, when he got older he was able to come to the states like in the 80s and uh, pursue his education at Prairie A&M University. But long story short, you know, my father passed when I was uh, seven years old. You know, he was killed in a car accident in Liberia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but growing up, I always idolized my father. You know, my father, he always had a good rapport and, you know, in the community. So, but I knew I wasn't a college kid. I knew I wasn't about to be no doctor or no lawyer or anything like that. But as I got older, I felt 
fell in love with barbering, fell in mm-hmm. love with cutting hair. I was around here all my life. And um, as I got into <coughs> as I got into the industry, um, I always knew there was more in the barber industry. I looked around, I seen people cutting every day, but I also seen people complaining about revenue, complaining about the shop not having no walk-ins. Yeah. The barbershop life or career that I imagine in reality, other barbers, they weren't living up to that re- reality I had in my mind. So I seen a lot of gaps in the industry early on. And um, I had this thing to where I developed, it's called FIG, fill in the gap. Mm-hmm. So think gaps that I'll see within the barbershop, I'll fill it. If I seen barbers being short on the phone and not having certain etiquette on the phone, I would have a different type of etiquette on the phone. If I seen barbers cutting corners with 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 um how they serve clients, how they cut, I wouldn't cut corners. So every gap I seen in the industry, I, I, I filled the gap and I did a little bit extra. And it had a it had a direct um it had a direct results with my clientele with my business. Yeah. yeah. And uh, older barbers. I was the youngest barber in the shop and they seen that. And um, it just over time, I just had a natural thing to share information. Mm, So I'll just share different things I would do in the shop. Then um, when I got on social media, I started seeking out different educators and just started gaining more and more information. And um, my mindset was if I encountered another barber that was soaking up information and, and really wanted to grow, I couldn't do nothing but share and exchange information. Yeah. So, man, over time, it just grew from me sharing information in the shop to me just being inspired by my father to educate. And it just kind of grew into barbering. You know, it grew in yeah. my barber career. So, man, I, I take learning seriously and yeah. I take teaching, you know, seriously, man. So, yeah. And that's yeah. what kind of led that, that's what kind of led me into what I'm doing now. Yeah. And that's, that's actually the class that we was te- we, we took together was yeah. uh, education on on education or something like that. Yeah, education on education. Pretty much, you know, teaching us how to how Teach. to formulate our class and, you know, do a proper campaign for it. It was good. It was yeah. good. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was all right, man. That was mm-hmm. I was I was glad to meet you in that class too, man. That was a strong connection. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Demo, so what, like, you, what you think about man? Huh? I, I wish I had the I wish I had the teaching ability that you two have. Like that's not really my thing, but it is something I'm looking um, I want to look more into teaching because I feel like, you know, some of my experiences and some of the things that I know from either taking classes or just uh, experience, I feel like I can offer that to new up and coming barbers or people who just want to elevate their game. So I definitely commend both of you for having that ability, that natural ability to teach. That's that's not something that everybody has. And also the passion to teach and help others. Like I had a passion to help others, but being able to form Formulated into teaching it, that's completely different. That's a gift. Bradford no. always told you he was gifted. Yeah, he said I like to talk a lot, but but D, that's like we like I was speaking of earlier, man. Um, we all have them, man. We all have these insecurities, bro. That you'll you'll look at it as a defense mechanism. Like you like, oh well, you know, I can't really do that or whatever. And it's limiting, it's a limit. Like you have to realize that for you to be able to get over insecurity one you have to acknowledge it as that because it's such a it's like a it makes you feel real vulnerable when you be like man i ain't no insecure dude but at the end of the day man we human and there are things yeah. that um that we are insecure about and insecurity just means that you you 
you need external validation. That's all it is right. here. You're not secure right. within and you need external validation for you to be okay. And so uh, when you think about your ability to teach or your ability to um, communicate to others, you have a small insecurity there. And the way that you get over insecurities is you have to fortify your ability to go through where you feel un insecure. So what I mean is if you don't feel like you can teach, right? You don't feel like you can communicate, then you use moments like this as proof to yourself that you can communicate. And you say, okay, I want to be more prepared on a podcast. And so you're going to come with a thought process about something specific and you, you, you practice yourself into feeling confident. And then once you get, do that, you can do that about more stuff. You can, you can, you can strengthen within by exercising without what you feel is something that is not safe for you on the inside. Does that make sense, D? Mm -hmm. I hope you see it because I want you to release that limit of of you feeling like what you can and cannot do and some people are naturally gifted at certain things that's not true in my opinion of myself i'm not a good teacher i feel like i talk too much like i feel like that's a weakness of mine i feel that i over communicate and you get lost in my analogies but at the same point in time i also know that the information that i have and the things that i've gone through can help other people so i resort back to what lasana talks about where he's saying how um there's a care for others that supersedes my insecurity and I'm able to press past what makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm learning how to be more concise. How do I speak with more uh, deliberation? How do I speak decisively so that someone doesn't get confused? How do I pull back the fluff? How do I get straight to the point, which is something you're very good at. You don't have to, you don't build the fluff in to try and make somebody understand. You just tell them how it is. That's a skill. And once you understand your own skills and this, I'm not just speaking to Delmar, I'm speaking to everybody. Like once you start to really understand your own skills, whatever insecurities you may have, you can start to build the security within by exercising without. Mm, good, good. Sorry. Nah. One thing I, I got to stop say saying sorry too, because that's me. That's my insecurity coming out. That's, that's my insecurity, insecurity coming yeah. out wow. where it's just like, like, I don't want to act like, I don't want people to feel like I feel like I know everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the intent. Yeah. My, my heart is like to you just help. speak with confidence. Yeah. You just speak I with be, confidence. I'll be too kind of listening, listening to what you're saying. And I know. Think like that though. You know, yeah. like, I'll be really listening <laughs> to what you got to say because the things you say, I can tell you put a lot of thought in it and it comes from experience. Mm -hmm. When you talk and when you feel like you're rambling, it's not coming from up top. It's coming from right here. Mm -hmm. And that's why I listen. That's why people listen, you know, because it flows. When it flows like water, it's different. You can tell when somebody just talking things off the head because yeah. they're going to start repeating things over and over again and it's going to be no, it's going to be fluffed with no substance. So, I mean, so you don't got to apologize for that because you definitely give us some good information, man. Definitely. Yeah. That's why I stick around. for what you done experienced and what yeah. you done been through, you know, so. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I definitely got to get over my own insecurities, but that's why I'm doing what I'm doing so I can get confident in this space. Um, so that I can really help a lot of uh, barbers that want to get to another level of barbering for themselves. They're trying to take the ceiling off their income and remove the limits from their potential. If I don't do my part, then I can't help them do theirs. So I'm trying to do that. All right, man. Uh, let's see. Next topic. Delmar, you take it, man. I feel like I've been talking too much. You say you feel like you've been talking too much. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So 
Um, Lasana, so what are some things that you want to accomplish this year besides I know you, you know, you mentioned that you want to do uh, more educational stuff. But what are some personal goals within your business that you want to accomplish this year? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personal <clears throat> personal goals within my business. So that's good. <coughs> man, I've been coughing. You like all right, man? You got COVID? You got to get you some water, man. Man, I got <laughs> some. Yeah, I know, man. I came into the New Year's like with a crazy cold. My whole family was 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 out of commission. Man, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the it beginning was just of this cold? year was tough already, huh? Was it just a cold or was it like RSV or? Man, so before my daughter got out of school, like she missed a couple of days of school because uh, she, you know, she had a cough and stuff like that. And um, into the break, man, my son, my son was out of commission for like two weeks. Mm. Time to find out he had RSV. Mm. My wow. son had RSV. And, um, you know, while my son was sick, he, he was up under me like the whole time, you know, sleep right on my chest. And he, he had rough night couldn't really sleep throughout the night man it was tough man and mm. we took him to the hot we took him to his doctor and you know we found out he he had rsv and within that time you know i got sick and uh like the 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 weekend leading up to the new well the week leading up to the new year's you know we're kind of busy cutting i missed like two and a half days of work um mm-hmm. within that week i was out of commission so i stayed home then within that my wife you know she's pregnant right now and um, oh, she yep. started feeling under the weather. So my whole household, you know, was out of commission. So, I mean, it was the beginning going into 2024 and the beginning of 2024 is pretty tough. Man, happy new year. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Golly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just we all on the upside though, man. Shoot. Yeah. I, I know I couldn't do this interview last week, bro. I was out of there. You yeah, know? I was out of there, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> we can say that back in the day. Out of there, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, yeah, I was about to I'm say I'm done coughing now. So yeah, don't forget his question, man. We're trying to hear about some of these <laughs> personal goals you got. Man, that's good. So personal goals for the shop because I got personal goals and personal goals for the shop, man. I I, I want to hear about your personal goals for for the shop because I mean it's. It's no Lasana without the shop, right? So no, it's no shop without Lasana. Yeah. Well, you know, same thing. No, 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 no. Lasana is the man, and then the shop is the business. But I'm saying he has to have his personal stuff, his personal goals too, and it carries over into the shop. That's what I was trying to allude to. But go ahead. (laughs) Your your personal goals for you as well as for your shop. Okay. Let me let me let me deal with the shop first. Then I you know I go to my personal goals. So so let me tell you a little bit about my shop. So um my barber shop is mostly like a barber studio. It has three booths in and towards the back we have two shampoo bowls and uh it's a nice intimate setting um you know in the front we have a small little shop for products and everything uh we have a television we have like a small little self-care type of station in the front then we have the grooming stations then in the back we have the shampoo bowls in the restroom so it's mostly like a barber studio nice intimate setting the thing about my barber studio is is in the shopping center way in the back Mm. we're way in the back so 
walk-in traffic, the traffic of the public, that's one of our main obstacles, right? Getting that foot traffic in. Um, my first year and a half, I was there by myself. So, I mean, I already had a, I already had a book, of, book of clientele, so I didn't really need walk-in traffic. So it was comfortable. It made sense for me. But now I have two barbers in now. And uh, for the last- Can't hear you, bro. Are you getting a phone call? Can we, you hear us? We lost us? your audio, Lasana. We can't. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. You got a phone okay. call? Yeah, I had a phone call, man. But yeah, so- Foot traffic is something that we really, really need. So right now we're focusing on our internet presence and uh, we're focusing on our community presence. As mm -hmm. far as the internet, yeah, I'm on Instagram, but I'm realizing now Facebook is a heavy hitter um, when it comes to when it comes to just direct traffic and, and getting clientele. Mm. Um, there's on 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 Instagram, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs on Instagram. I follow, I'm friends with a lot of barbers. So it's really good to learn and to network. But we're really tackling Facebook right now because Facebook, you have you have everyday people on Facebook. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. uncles, aunties, you got mamas, you got cousins, brothers and sisters, everybody on Facebook. And you got regular people that work nine to five jobs on Facebook. So we're really just tuning in with Facebook on our Facebook page. Uh, we're running Facebook ads, learning the whole ad situation and how that works. Yeah. So we're going through a lot of learning. So I'll say my number one uh, thing for the shop right now is just getting that public traffic coming through the shop. Yeah. And also just training my barbers, training my barbers as far as shop atmosphere, SOPs, knowing truly how to how to receive a client, how to how to host a client, how to make sure the clientele experience is consistent. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to have skills. It's one thing mm -hmm. to have product knowledge, haircut knowledge, but we have to have people knowledge too at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. people, they come in looking for an experience and we have to separate ourselves from the common barbershop up the street. Yeah. On the street where my shop is located is multiple barbershops. Like the area, the city that I that I'm in, barbershops are open and left and right. So I mean, we have to be that exception. Yeah. So yeah. that just don't start with giving a fly haircut. Everybody can do that. Yeah. People right. have to as soon as they walk in, even when they book, when they go on your website, when they go on your booking app, they have to see a direct difference from from all the other shops. Yeah. Our systems have to be different. Our design has to be different. Uh, our booking process has to be different. You know, I'm in a process of changing some things up with our booking process yeah. and of just making things more seamless. All mm -hmm. that stuff counts. When that stuff is different, you're going to get less people trying to haggle you on your prices. When your shop atmosphere is different, less people ask questions about pricing and your procedures and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. right now, man, my task is to really pour, is to learn first, apply it and and, and pour it into my, into my colleagues. Beautiful. I don't even like to say barbers. I like to say colleagues because that's what they yeah. are. They yeah. don't work for me. They work with me. Yeah. So, yep. But yeah, man, it's just a lot of growth and development going on. It's about that. I happen. like how you said that colleagues, man, that's the same approach that me and uh, my brother had when we had our shop together. It's, you know, even when I would do the interviewing process, you're not coming to work for me. You're coming in our establishment, but we're working together. It's not right. me over you. You know, you had, you know, you had to respect the authority that's there too, because it is, it's not your shop. But uh, I never made my barbers feel like, 
like or my colleagues feel like, you know, I'm over you or uh, you working under me. Like we all we a team. It's it's all about team building. And I learned that from my time interning um, with Bradford and the establishment that he was at. It was all team. Mm -hmm. You you walk in and you wouldn't know who was the owner. And that's how we had it at at my shop, my old shop. 100 percent. As it should. As it should. And I want to tap on this team thing real quick because I feel like, you know, that's the thing that, you know, barbers seem to kind of get twisted because at the first shop I walked at the first shop I worked in had certain barbers come in and, you know, they throw the quote out. Oh, we're a team. We're a team. We're a team. But a lot of people don't really understand what team is. A lot of people use the word team to either, you know, shortstop on other barbers, clients or customers, cut other people's customers when the barber might have stepped out and saying we're a team. That's not, you know, that's not teamwork. Teamwork is making sure that things work efficiently at the barbershop and things Mm -hmm. work seamlessly at the barbershop. Uh, One thing me and my colleagues do at the shop, me and LaShonda, is that if I don't find myself busy or doing anything and she's with her client and she's doing the service, I make sure that she has hot towels in the warmer. I make sure that the steam machine is on for her. I ask her if she needs anything for her client and she does the same thing for me and vice versa. Number one, it helps to maintain that client experience. And number two, the client gets to hear us working together Mm -hmm. for their greater good, putting them first. That's something that customers or clients don't hear or don't experience in other shops. Yeah. Um, Yeah. LaShonda, she makes sure she greets my clients when they walk in and I do the same thing for her. Like she she knows the names of a lot of my clients and I know the names of, of a lot of her clients also. Yeah. You know, so when it comes to teamwork, that's what teamwork is. Yeah. yeah. Working as 100%. a team for the greater good. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, man. And, and putting the clients first, you can do that in so many different ways, but so many people don't realize like what you're talking about is putting a client first just as much as uh, trying to make sure you can get them in your schedule. It's like yeah. if you if you can't make people feel comfortable, feel welcome, feel entreated, then yeah. that's that's exactly how they treat their pocket. You don't realize it, but it's exactly how mm-hmm. they treat their pocket. They don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable to go in. They don't feel entreated to go in their pocket. They don't feel at ease to go in their pocket for whatever price point that you're you're trying to demand. Especially if you're in a space where you're trying to increase your your uh, prices and stuff. You want people to feel very, very comfortable and the environment that you provide them will relax them. And if you relax yeah. them um, properly for for the space that you're in, then they'll be a lot more comfortable to spend more money with you. Mm. It's like Lasana said, man, uh, uh, it's about the, the customer experience because Joe Joe Smith can go anywhere and get a, a decent to nice haircut. You know, it's a lot of people doing those, but not everybody is giving out that, that good customer quality experience. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to be just in a, another shop that they stop by and they got a decent cut. Like you want them to talk about you in a good manner. Yeah. And I went there and I had a, a great experience. Like I've never experienced this type of atmosphere at a shop before. Like that's the type of, you know, talk that that bring right. you in new high paying clientele, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It ain't just about the cut. It's a lot of people who can cut. And you know, it's crazy because um, uh, there's like, you can have a theme to your environment, right? Mm-hmm. And it attracts a certain type of person. And the certain type of person that you're theme or your environment attracts will will dictate uh, what you can charge and how much you can charge, honestly. But you can charge a good amount of money in almost any environment because people appreciate the theme. Mm. You know, um, I think about uh, certain restaurants, like certain restaurants cost more based on the theme that they have. It could be mm-hmm. rainforest, right? Like this is a rainforest themed uh, restaurant or or, yeah, or or um, what's that one? Uh, uh, there's Bradbury? this restaurant. Now you can name it all this southern stuff. I don't know. What, what was that one? <laughs> What'd you call it? Huh? Which, which one did you say? I say Razoos. Yeah, I never heard that in my life. Yeah, I never heard <laughs> oh, that yeah. one either. That's a Texas oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, the first one you said said Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. That's something we all know. Yeah, Yeah, we all know that, but we all know the price point. I thought it was everywhere. (laughs) You got to get out of it. You got to get out of that town. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but you got other stuff that's like sports related, right? Like you get Mm -hmm. like Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. Like there's themes around the experience that you want to provide. But so many people are just posting their haircuts, posting that it's like they don't think about the theme that they're providing. And when you don't think mm-hmm. about the theme, then you you're limiting the best people that may want your services because at the highest price point, right? If you if you target baseball players, then you create the environment. Like uh, what's his name uh, that you did draft with draft um, draft day cuts? No, no, no. TJ Malvo. TJ TJ draft yeah. picks, right? Like he's mm-hmm. built yeah, a whole theme around the environment that you get when you come into his shop. It's sports related. It's about yeah, feeling right. like you are draft day. You know what I mean? And so his theme puts you in a certain mindset. Like you're not going to look like basic average Joe that goes to any barbershop. You're going to have draft ready pictures when you get out of my chair, when you get out of this experience. And that's his, that's his realm. So he can charge higher prices and get celebrity clientele because he's marketing to that type of person. But if you don't understand the theme that you got and you just a shop, then you're just going to get random people, (laughs) you know, just coming in and not catered towards the strength that you feel like you can provide because you're not showing your strength. Yeah, that's good. That's good, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's a cutter concept. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Nice concept. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. That's true what you say, Brad, because if say if you walk in a barbershop and they're playing urban hip hop music, then, you know, you got a nice Blue collar is it blue collar? Blue white collar, collar? Working white cl- color. Either yeah. Blue collar, the, the, working. A class, business person collar. working. A, a business person come in with a suit. You know, that's white collar. They hear that's you. white collar. Okay, yeah, white. I always got them confused, but yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but you you get a person like that who is you know business savvy and they want to control y'all because they saw a nice cut online, so they see the cut. They know that you can cut, but now they're coming in and they're experiencing the environment. Well. Based on the music that you're playing, it might they might get that haircut, but you might not ever see them again just because of they don't feel comfortable. Yeah. But you know, Brad, I don't, I'm not sure what what kind of music you play, Lasana, but I kind of play you know soft, easy listening, you know, jazzy type of feel. Yeah, stuff that nobody could argue with. You know, anybody. 
everybody appreciate a good, nice, clean beat. You know, yeah. it's just, everybody, you know, you're not going to argue with that. Like, oh, man, that's I don't like that beat. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's too calming. <laughs> it's, oh, my God, that saxophone. Too relaxed. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you try to you try to create an environment where everybody is a, is welcome, but you also know in your mind what you're trying to attract to. Yeah. So certain things that you play attract certain people. Certain things that you don't play, you know, you get the, the type of idea of people that you're looking for. Yeah. Certain and things. how you come to work and how you present yourself too. Yep. Yep. Your professional image is, is something yep. that's going to attract a certain type of people. Another thing that this is good, what you're talking about, D and uh, Lasana, you should, you should jump in. Cause I know that you care about your environment as well. So you, you do specific things. Um, but there are so many different things that clients pay attention to Dang. that you don't realize they pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's no big deal because you can cut, but people pay attention to how clean your establishment is. Yeah. And how like, it smell. Yes, how it smell. And all of this you stuff you think like old chicken bones. Yeah, man. You know, I, <laughs> oh right. man, I'll be hating. So in in this in the I can't, I don't know if I should say it or not because they could be listening. But um <laughs> Now, one of the things that really, really bothers me is when clients bring food Mm -hmm. into the spot Mm -hmm. and then even sometimes you may have uh, your colleagues that you work with that may have had, you know, bring their lunch in Mm -hmm. and it just like the aroma yeah, is it's not a it's not a good vibe as a whole. Now, now you get yeah, some hungry. No matter people. how good it stink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how good it stink. Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you got people coming in here and all they thinking about is food now because they smell your lunch, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It could it mm-hmm. could be good, but it's like it's it don't create the environment for relaxation and um and it, it depends on the vibe that you want. I mean, you can have cuts and grease if you want to, you know, like, it could be, <laughs> you, could have, you know what I mean? Like, if that's what you want to do, but yeah. that could be your theme. But I don't know, man, you are, you going to get a certain demographic. I'll tell you that. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, they be looking is. for the fried chicken. Yeah. They be like, oh, man, I'm trying to get. Can I get two wigs with it? With my, with my, two, with my cut? Rich <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fries. Yeah. Nah, that's but, real, though, man. Shit, atmosphere is everything. Yeah. And yeah. one thing, yeah. one thing, one thing I um try to be careful with is if I offend a client because mm-hmm. we never want to offend anybody at the shop, man. And yeah, like people come to your shop for a certain reason, and the dynamic can change when you, number one, the the dynamic can change when you don't hire correctly and when you don't have a set demographic that you're targeting. Because if you don't, you're gonna be bringing people a whole lot of different people in your shop with different mindsets, different language, different preferences. Yeah. And uh you have people that they're offended with with, with swearing. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. be sitting in your chair and some people can be waiting and they're having foul language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to kind of read and assess my clients while they're in my chair. So usually I can tell 
if I have a lady client or another client, I can tell they're uncomfortable because they kind of refrain from speaking. Mm -hmm. They get quiet. They're not as uh, open, you know, relaxed. Yeah. Like how they usually are. Yeah. So I know, so I know they're, they're in some way offended now and, uh, and offense, it can come from foul language. It can come from the music that's being played in the shop. It can come from the television programming. So I make sure I have all those things in check, you know, in my barbershop because, you know, like y'all said, atmosphere is everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I pay attention to how clients leave after a shop. Most clients, they have like a set of patterns. After the shop, it's a little bit, I mean, after the cut or after the service, it's small talk, it's fraternizing a little bit. Even after I do the transaction, you know, it's a little bit more talking, then I send them on their way. Yeah. But if the pattern changes to where they're quiet, they leave, they swipe their card and they leave, I'm like, okay, something's different. So I got to go back and assess myself, see what I possibly did wrong or assess the conversations that's in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. So all that stuff, it comes with, it comes with policies. Like I'm writing, I'm re- I'm writing my policy now and doing some adjustments to it because if, it, if it's not on paper, it's not real. Yeah. You yeah. know, if clients can't see it, if you can't see it, if your colleagues can't see it, and if it's in your mind, it's not real. Yeah. You can't really yeah. enforce it. So, yeah. but man, like atmosphere has to do with everything. Like there's yeah. certain things that people like will get offended by from cleanliness, yeah. from the restroom. People get offended by the restroom. Yes, bro. Yeah. I posted this. It didn't get a it didn't get a lot of a lot of attention, man. But I said one of the secrets to a great experience is your bathroom. Man, facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pay attention. Yeah, to you can't can't go in the bathroom and think the uh, candy man about to come out. <laughs> <laughs> For real, that'd be a clean, quick man. I mean, like, we just had to redo our back because our restroom and our back was lacking. You know, it looked like a storage closet. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had to kind of revamp everything because I noticed certain clients they stopped using the restroom at the shop. <laughs> they yeah. stopped. And I learned I'm, I'm that later on, you know, th- third person conversation. <laughs> I learned that. So, you know, we re- we revamped the whole back. Yeah. And um, I, I laughed yeah. because I was in a shop like that where people didn't want to use the restroom. Man, we didn't want to use the restroom shop like that. <laughs> I think we all been in a shop like that. You feel concerned. You go in. Yeah. And, <laughs> concerned. Yeah, man. You go in there. You the, the light don't work well or or it's blinking it is blinking it, it just feel colder it's like why is it so cold in here your bladder you holding your bladder for eight hours <laughs> yeah like, y'all gonna just use it when i get home yeah, <laughs> yeah the barber is sitting there trying to tell the person to sit still like man will you sit still like i'm sorry they're trying to sit still but they're trying to hold it like ah Shoot, right. the barber probably even was sitting still <laughs> Really? He probably, he probably doing. I got a pee dance with the clippers in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> man, no, he gotta go. Man, be like, yeah, you got Tourette's, man. What's wrong with you? Stabilize before you get my before you try and touch my lineup, man. man. You keep jerking. That's for real. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, let me ask you one last question before we head out, man. You uh, mentioned this earlier. And I want to just get your perspective. You don't have to share any secrets, um, but just the importance of booking. You mentioned it uh, earlier, just about how this process is something that every client is going to have to go through, right? Mm-hmm. And because every client has to go through it, what are some of the pros 
to online booking and what are some of the cons that you found with, um, not with just the process, but maybe some of the platforms, you don't have to name any platforms, Mm -hmm. but, uh, just what are some pros and some cons with online booking that you've experienced? Okay. Well, one of the first thing you said was, you know, is the process that everybody has to go through. And that's the true thing. I feel like it's so important for prospects, customers, clients to go through this booking process so they can see, first of all, so they can see your process, so they can see (coughs) your policies, so they can see the duration of the services, just so they can be aware of all these things before they enter your shop. Um, I think about a booking process also as a uh, as a as a clientele filter, yeah, because it can filter out and weave out people that's not necessarily in your target market or your demographic or your target demographic. Once they see certain things, they can either opt in or not opt in. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. important for people to go through the booking process. Um, one thing I one thing I believe that's important about a booking process is that it has to be seamless as possible, and that's one thing I learned just throughout the year. It has to be seamless as possible and it has to be a, a smooth process to where they can easily make a decision. Yeah. At one point in time, like right now, I'm working on simplifying my service menu and simplifying my booking process. Because at one point in time, I had everything on there. I thought more was better. Mm-hmm. I had edge ups, yep. taper, haircuts, um, you know, facials. I had a long list. And I thought if I had a long list, I'll look more professional. I'll look like I know how to do more. Yeah, no. So right now like I have restaurant. to collapse. Yeah. Huh? I say you look like a restaurant. <laughs> so you look like a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, bro, look like a restaurant, man. Look like the dollar menu. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I had to first I had to collapse all that stuff because it just looks confusing when you go mm-hmm. to my to my website to my booking platform so i had to collapse that stuff then i had to um simplify it to make just the booking process easier and make it easier for clients to make a decision so i feel like simple is more um but some of the problems i do see or that i have encountered with you know just the booking process i would say like so if you have now my booking platform they just kind of tweaked it and fixed it but for a long time if you had other services that you offered, they couldn't really bundle them or combine them together. It wasn't no option for like an add-on or anything like that. Yeah. So a lot of people, so I had to pretty much add a whole nother service with that on my list. And it had me, it it caused me to have a whole lot of different services on there. And um, so yeah, that was the one thing I couldn't really bundle. Um, One thing I wish that my booking platform had now was um, like my policy would, would pop up. I wish my policy would pop up like before they book. Policy? Well, cancellation policy, but also just like, um, like you know, different policies within the shop. Mm. You know, for like etiquette and stuff like that, and yeah, um, you know, no swearing or just like pulling yeah. your pants up, stuff like that. You know, yeah, I yeah. wish no that would kind of populate, shop. huh? No sagging in my shop, man. Look here, <laughs> you can't be doing that. Don't be sagging hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just don't be saying the hard word. You know, you know so say. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to see your, your undergarment, sir. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, stuff like that, man. So, you know, there's, there's always, you know, little kinks and everything, you know. Yeah, nothing process, is going to be perfect. Say it again? I said nothing is going to be perfect. You know, yeah. it's going. It's nothing, nothing's going to check all the boxes like 100%. And so mm. many different people are 
um, have different desires and so many different people are in different spaces in their uh, profession and in their business that their values are different, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's so many barbers that could care less about a policy, right? But here Mm -hmm. it is, people that have policies and have an environment that they want to keep up. They like, hey man, like you need to know this before you even show up. Before you even show up. So it's just, it's just, uh, it's interesting how different platforms are trying to meet the needs, but they have to be so cookie cutter because there's too many people to try and, you know, be valuable to just, an, they, they going after the big money whatever they can get the most people in. Yeah, that's for what sure. They're trying to do, they're not, they're not specializing in professionals um, within this industry. They just saying, Hey, anybody that does this, there's no separation between the garage barber that's cutting illegally. The person that's just doing whatever they want to do versus mm-hmm. the person that cares a lot about, their business there's no way for the platforms to um to separate that for the client's sake and then on top of that they'd be shopping barbers to your clients anyway i don't like that's the biggest thing i hate there's only a few that don't do it um and the ones that don't do it don't help you get no no new clients in any way shape or form they just Mm -hmm. be like it's it's a booking platform but then yeah like book but then the ones that quote unquote are trying to help you get new customers or clients or whatever they also selling your own clients to other people Mm -hmm. so it's like come on man like that's not what i signed up for so anyways Mm -hmm. there's pros and cons but uh good feedback man and i think this has been an outstanding episode delmar i mean what do you think great i'm glad we was able to do a part two um in such a short notice you're the first client i mean i I said client you're the first guest to come on our show and uh do a second episode and this was a full uh, second episode too it wasn't even like an abbreviated version that that was my fault i had some things come up the first time so it was only right that we had you back on the show again so uh definitely appreciate your your words of wisdom absolutely uh just a great genuine person that you are too man from day one when i met you in brad class yet another person who i've met in one of brad's classes he's been genuine since day one so appreciate you 100 man i appreciate y'all man it was a pleasure man i had a whole lot of fun and i still got my notes right here too man so always a wealth of information and i feel brotherhood when i come here yeah yeah that's another big part of huh i said that's how it's supposed to be yeah man 100 man and little man didn't didn't bust through the door this time. Right, right. Oh, he little let you have your he let you have your time, man. Yeah, he yeah. said I'm gonna let daddy have it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let Senior have it today. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, this has been an outstanding episode, Lasana. We can't thank you enough for blessing us um, with your presence and with your, as Delmar said, your words of wisdom. Um, all the gems that you dropped has been nothing but invaluable, man. And so we definitely have to get you back here again. We're going to give us some time, though. We got to give us some time because you can't bless the people too much. You know, you can't bless them too much. But um, we'll definitely uh, stay connected and we'll definitely lift up what you are doing with um, with your education as well. We'll make sure that we support in any way that we can because we are here trying to elevate barbers as they're elevating the industry. And we want to just 
be a, a a platform for growth a platform for for reaching new heights a platform for anybody that's trying to focus on getting to another level of barbering for themselves they're trying to break any ceilings any limits then this is the platform that you want to at least pay attention to because we may give you some jewels that can unlock your future that you never thought was possible so um until next time we appreciate you we are out peace he did the wakanda sign one two